Season 1, Episode 22, Pete Kingman, Bible Story Evangelism, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I've told you that I'm memorizing scriptures. By the way, I'm up to 30 because I started adding some ones that I've known for a long time. But um, anyway, uh, I try to tell you why I picked this verse uh, to memorize. And it just seemed like a really good one uh, in the chaos of 2020 uh, with problems in some of our major cities. Uh, that were not uh, quiet and peaceable as this verse uh, says we can achieve. And the Apostle Paul here uh, writes to Timothy. Um, let me quickly interview, introduce this, uh, this uh, uh, 1 Timothy uh, using Paul, uh, using Schofield's notes, copyrighted in 1909. Uh, the writer of 1 Timothy is the Apostle Paul. The date of the epistle turns on the question of two imprisonments of Paul. If there were two, then it is clear that the first that 1 Timothy was written in the interval. If Paul endured but one Roman imprisonment, the epistle was written shortly before Paul's last journey to Jerusalem. The theme of First Timothy, as the churches of Christ increased in number, the questions of church order, of soundness in faith, of discipline became important. At first, the apostles regulated these directly, but with the approaching end of the apostolic period, made it necessary that a clear revelation should be made for the guidance of the churches. Such a revelation is 1 Timothy and Titus. The key phrase in this epistle, that thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God. Well had it been for the churches if they had neither added or taken from the divine order. This is just Schofield's opinion, and uh, but I find it useful, and, and uh, I told you Charles Ryrie recommended that there's a lot of work been done. And again, I'm not using this to figure out what, what the verses I'm gonna go over are talking about. I'm just introducing the book, Extra Biblical Study, uh, to date it, who wrote it, uh, the outline of it, uh, which in this book is very straightforward, as you'll see in a minute. The five divisions, the divisions are five. Roman numeral one, legality and unsound doctrine rebuked. Roman numeral two, prayer and the divine order within the church. Three, the qualifications of elders and deacons, which is repeated in Titus. Roman numeral four of five, 
the walk of the good minister and Roman numeral five or the fifth um, division, the work of the good minister, which covers chapter four and chapter five. So uh, just to quickly review that, chapter one, legalism and unsound teaching rebuked. Chapter two, and Roman numeral two, prayer and divine order within the churches. Roman numeral three and chapter three, the qualifications for elders and deacons. Roman numeral four, the walk of the good minister of Jesus Christ. And chapter five and six, Roman numeral five, the work of a good minister of Jesus Christ. So Paul was setting it out to his beloved son in the faith, Timothy, and for all time. For over the last 2,000 years, that the, the church has been the instrument of God, which was the mystery of the Old Testament. The Gentile church, nobody saw it coming. Jesus didn't talk about it. He talked about thy kingdom come the gospel of the kingdom and, 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 and Israel receiving him as Christ. When they rejected him, he went to the cross and, and the church was established. And that's where we are at for the last 2,000 years. And I'm not going to set a date for the rapture. I believe it could be imminent. I believe it is imminent. It could be, and it has been for 2,000 years. I mean, just look at the way these guys wrote what they wrote. It sounded like he could come any day. And it's for God to know. And then we enter into a period called the, the tribulation, seven-year period of the tribulation, and we have a, a transition into the millennium, a thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth, and then we go on into eternity. And we've talked about the five judgments, the judgment of Christ on the cross, which took place 2,000 years ago, the two, tribulation, the two judgments of the tribulation, the judgment of Israel during the 70th week of Daniel, the seven-year tribulation of Israel, when they are on fire for Jesus Christ and they come to him in great numbers and are slaughtered in great numbers by the Antichrist. The Holy Spirit and the church are taken out at the rapture. Then we have the Lord's return, his second coming, and the Battle of Armageddon, the judgment of the nations, the ones that the unbelievers are cast into the lake of fire, and the believers live on into the millennium for the next thousand years. I don't know if they, I don't think they live for a thousand years, I, but uh, I, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know, a lot of things I don't know anyway. Um, but then they, there are unbelievers during the, the thousand year reign of Christ on the earth, and uh, we'll, we'll beat our swords into plowshares and we'll probably grow a population, I, I don't know, it's, uh, it's exponential. So could we have a trillion people on the earth? Could we have a thousand billion during a millennium? I'll tell you what, you grow one, you put one seed of corn in and you get 1,500 seeds back. So uh, feeding people sh should not be a problem. Maybe why we beat our swords into plowshares. And God's in charge and through Jesus Christ rule on the on the earth, whether physically here or not. I, again, some people are dogmatic about things like that. I guess I just don't know enough to, to say one way or the other. But 
And then at the end of the millennium, the end of the thousand year, we have a, another rebellion called the Battle of Gog and Magog. Satan is released from the lake of fire. It's kind of nice to have him not running around causing problems for a thousand years. And another reason that things are going good besides the leadership of uh, Jesus Christ. And what we do have unbelievers, again, God created us with a free will. And uh, people need to repent of their dead works and put their faith in Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Salvation is a free gift. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. The wages of sin is death. It's either yours or his. I'm, I, I thank you very much for Jesus for dying for my sins. And thank you, God, for loving the world so much that you gave your only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I thank you for that daily. Anyway, um, so that was kind of an introduction of First Timothy, the outline of Schofield. And again, please, I'm very opposed to reading a commentary that says this verse says this and this verse says that. An outline, extra biblical stuff that, that uh, you know, scholars can argue about, dates and things like that that's you know it's just a, a nice to and again I'm, I'm following Charles Ryrie's admonition to don't reinvent the wheel but teach the Bible verse by verse and I think if you want to understand first Timothy you need to understand you you get a lot of clues from first Timothy that's why I keep saying context 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 but uh, you can't understand the second half of James chapter 2 without understanding the the the, the, the judgments of the two judgments, the, the one of the, the two separate distinct judgments, the judgment seat of Christ for, for reward in heaven, not to get into heaven, that's a gift, but we are judged by our works and we will receive rewards for our works. If that bothers you, well, I'm sorry, read, study your Bible, see if you can study it away. Um, and then it sounds like there's punishment in hell for, for works. We're judged by our works, it says it over and over and over again but not for salvation. It's not of works, lest any man should boast, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of God, not by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. The word in and of, the prepositions in and of are in that verse. And, you know, to say you... You died in cancer, you died of cancer. It's pretty much uh, the writer's choice there, I think. The meaning is pretty much the same. So if you die in faith of Christ or faith in Christ, it's the same. I think it's the same thing. And, and it, there are translators that translate all three prepositions in. At any rate, small point. But uh, all right, so let me get back to 1 Timothy chapter 1 chapter 2 uh, and, and just show you how useful I think these are. Uh, they go really well with Second uh, uh, Corinthians 2.2 2, which I did on episode 19, Second Corinthians 2.2. 2, For I have determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I don't know what you're, you know, I, I turn on a TV and, and whether, whether it's a conservative news program or a liberal news program, I just find people yelling at me. And I think they do that because it makes money to have every the sky is falling on every channel 
24-7. And I, I just love the verse that Paul wrote, For I have determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's what I'm going to focus on. And I'm going to let the Lord supply my needs. And one of the things I really want is to that I may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. So I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, those are all the same word, same th supplications are praying for people, prayers are praying for people, and uh, intercessions are intercessing on behalf of people. And giving of thanks, now that's a hard one depending on your political uh, stance. And whether you're conservative or liberal, it's hard to pray for somebody that you think is, you know, the end of America. In our case, I know I've got people supposedly in Russia, Singapore, and where else? Someplace else. Um, listening to these videos, or I'm sorry, listening to these podcasts. There's no video here. I have a face for radio, but, but anyway... Um, Paul writes to Timothy, and I think it's as good it now as it was back then. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. We're talking about Nero. We're talking about some pretty bad people in authority. We have to give, you know, we have to give thanks for these people. I, I'm, you know, God has heard me saying, I'm really, I'm going to give thanks for this, but, you know, I don't understand why I have to do this. Kind of like when your mom made you apologize to a sibling or, you know, that a teacher made you apologize and you kind of said, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this, but I really don't want to do this. But anyway, uh, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all, A-double-L, -L, all men. I knew a preacher that used to always spell the word all. He was a... He was a Dade County uh, chaplain, and I worked with him for about three years. And always, always, when he read the word all, he spelled it. For all, A-double-L, -L, men. For kings. I think in our case, that would be for presidents, whether you like them or not. Be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority. All the people in the House of Representatives, all the people in leadership, all the people that are in the Senate, your mayor, we've seen in this in these times that mayors are pretty doggone important when it comes to police forces and things like that. And that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. I think the people in some of our major cities would really, really like to live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And people across the board want to live that way. You know, in, some people in their own homes uh, want to live that way. So you should pray for that person in your household, that parent, that whatever that that might be uh, affecting your and and giving. And the hard part is giving thanks for this person. But uh, there is a verse that says we we do what we can, <laughs> as as much as in us is able to do things. So I don't think God is completely oblivious to our situation and. Uh, Again, it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray. But this is just a basic attitude that the goal of living 
quiet and peaceful lives in all godliness and honesty. That's, that's monkeys on our back to live godly and honestly. But probably we ought to be quiet ourselves in a lot of ways, maybe a lot more prayerful than, a lot, than speaking out on all these things. But anyway, um, so there's two verses that I think go together really good for politics. First uh, Corinthians 2.2, 2, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And First Timothy 2, 1 and 2, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for all that are in authority. I'm sorry, for, for kings, for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. So that's probably how we ought to live. And, and, uh, and since I pray these, or I, I repeat these every morning before I get out of bed, I, uh, I think I'm on my 71st week without missing a, a day. I, uh, I, I would, I think about this and, and as I, as I say it, I, I think of what it means and, and pray it. So I will say adios and I will say vaya con Dios to God and go with God.